Welcome to Zichur Dasim, Manim Amr by Yavram Goldar, and today Masech is Baba Kama, Daf Ein Hei, the seventh Perik Merubah. So the three drops are going to focus on number one. On the previous Daf, Rav said, One who admits being liable to a fine and aiding then come and testified to his liability, he is still putter. Shmuel disagrees and says he's higher. Rav challenged him from a brisa. If the thief saw Adim approaching to testify against him, and he preempted them and admitted and based on the stole, but did not shack or sell it, he only pays Karen and not Kefal. Rabbi Shimon says, Let the Adim come and testify, and the thief will pay Kefal. Shmuel concedes that the Tanakhama agrees with him, but says that Rabbi Lazar supports him. Rav can say that all Tanaim agree with him. Although Rebbe Lazar obligates the thief and Kefal, that is only here. The Kamodi Mach must be Asusa the Edim, since he only admitted because of his fear of the approaching Edim. But in Rav's disagreement with Shmuel, the Modim Atma, where he admitted on his own, Rebbe can agree he's exempt from Kanas. Point number two, Rav Anuna reasoned that Rav's ruling was only where one admitted to stealing and Edim testified as much. Shrei Chayv Atma because he obligated himself in paying the principal. An admission which requires payment is a valid admission. But if Adim testified that he stole, and he admitted that he sold or shechted it, and then Adim testified so, he does pay Dalvehe, because he had exempted himself from paying anything in his admission, since he knew his admission would not obligate him to pay Kanaz. Rabbi challenged him from the proof brought against Rav, from the incident of Rabbi Gamaliel's slave Tavi. Rabbi Yeshua implied that Adim coming after Rabbi Gamaliel's admission would set his slave free. There, Rabbi Gamaliel's admission did not require payment, yet Rabbi Huna did not defend Rav with this distinction. Rabbi also said that only one who admits to a liability remains exempt from the Knas after Adim testified. Ravashi brings support from a Mishnah and a Brisa. And point number three, in a Brisa, Simcha says, Hen Meshalmin Tashumin Kefal, the Zomimin Pei Kefal, Hu Mesham Tashumin Shoshulapar, Ushnaim La'ayl. And the thief pays the additional threefold payment for Shechning a bowl and twofold for a ram. Simchas cannot be discussing a case recorded in the Brisa, and Rav Achabrei Rav Ika eventually explains the case. Adim testified that someone stole, and he agreed that he stole and also Shechted or sold, but did not steal in front of them, but before two other Adim, whom he named. The first pair was exposed as Zomim, and the other Adim later testified to his theft and Shachtim. The thief pays the principal, and the Zomim pay the Kefal. Because the thief admitted to their testimony, these Adim would not be punishable, even if they are later found Zomim. The Rabbanon holds, Any testimony which you cannot refute through Hazama is not valid testimony, so their testimony cannot obligate the thief to pay the additional threefold. Sumkas considers the testimony valid, so he pays the threefold. The more it clarifies that ordinarily, such as Adim, who do not identify the time of the incident, Sumkas agrees with the Rabban and only argues here, where the reason they cannot be punished through Hazama is because the thief supported their testimony. So once again, the three points are number one. On the previous daf, Rav said, One who admits being liable to a fine and aiding then come and testify to his liability, he is still pater. Shmuel disagrees and says he's chayev. Rav challenged him from a brisa. If the thief saw Adim approaching to testify against him, and he preempted them and admitted them based on the stole, but did not shack or sell it, he only pays Karen and not Kefal. Rabbi Shimon says, Let the Adim come and testify, and the thief will pay Kefal. Shmuel concedes that the Tanakhama agrees with him, but says that Rabbi Lazar supports him. Rav can say that all Tanaim agree with him. Although Rebel Lazar obligates the thief and Kefal, that is only here. The Kamodi Mach must be Asusa the Adim, since he only admitted because of his fear of the approaching Adim. But in Rav's disagreement with Shmuel, the Modima Atma, where he admitted on his own, Rebel can agree he's exempt from Kanas.
pointed to Rav Avnuna reason that Rav's ruling was only where one admitted to stealing and the Adim testified as much, because he obligated himself in paying the principal. An admission which requires payment is a valid admission. But if Adim testified that he stole, and he admitted that he sold or shechted it, and then Adim testified so, he does pay Makum because he had exempted himself from paying anything in his admission, since he knew his admission would not obligate him to pay Kanaz. Rabbi challenged him from the proof brought against Rav, from the incident of Rav Gamaliel's slave Tavi. Rabbi Yeshua implied that Adim coming after Rav Gamaliel's admission would set his slave free. There, Rav Gamaliel's admission did not require payment, yet Rav Huna did not defend Rav with this distinction. Yochan also say that only one who admits to a liability remains exempt from the Knas after Adim testify. Ravashi brings support from a Mishnah and a Brisa. And point number three, in a Brisa, Simcha says, Hen Mishalmin Tashumin Kefal, the Zomimin Pei Kefal, Uhu Mishalm Tashumin Shoshulapar, Ushnaim La'ayl. And the thief pays the additional threefold payment for Shechning a bowl and twofold for a ram. Simchas cannot be discussing a case recorded in the Brisa, and Ravaka Braid Rav Ika eventually explains the case. Adim testified that someone stole. And he agreed that he stole and also shechted or sold, but did not steal in front of them, but before two other Adim, whom he named. The first pair was exposed as Zomim, and the other Adim later testified to his theft and shechting. The thief pays the principal, and the Zomim pay the kefal. Because the thief admitted to their testimony, these Adim would not be punishable, even if they were later found Zomim. The Rabbanon hold, any testimony which you cannot refute through Hazama is not valid testimony, so their testimony cannot obligate the thief to pay the additional threefold. Sumkas considers the testimony valid, so he pays the threefold. The more it clarifies that ordinarily, such as Adim, who do not identify the time of the incident, Sumkas agrees with the Rabbanon and only argues here, where the reason they cannot be punished through Hazama is because the thief supported their testimony. All right, so now we go to Simon Daf Ein Hey, and our standard Simon is an Amaaretz, an Amaaretz. So here goes. The Amaaretz thief who stole and didn't realize he should admit to the theft when he saw Adam coming to testify against him, and then only admitted to shechting the animal after they testified, requiring him to pay. Dalad Hey was totally confused why a second set of Adam who then testified that he shechted the animal and were found to be Zomamim did not have to pay. Once again, slow motion. The Amaaretz thief, Amaaretz, that must mean we're on Daf. Ein hey. The Amar's thief who stole and didn't realize he should admit to the theft when he saw Adim coming to testify against him, which reminds us, it was taught in a brisa, if the thief saw Adim approaching to testify against him, and he preempted them and admitted in basin that he stole, but did not shaft or sell it, he only pays Karen and not Kefa. Rabbi Shimon says, Let the witnesses come and testify, and the thief will pay careful. So the Amar's thief who stole and didn't realize he should admit to the theft when he saw Adam coming to testify against him, and then only admitted to shechting the animal after they testified, requiring him to pay. Which reminds us, Rav Amnun reasoned that Rav's ruling was only where one admitted to stealing and Adam testified as much, because he obligated himself on paying the principal, an admission which requires payment is a valid admission. But if Adim testified that he stole, and he admitted that he sold or shechted it, and then Adim testified so, he does pay Dal Behei, because he had exempted himself from paying anything in his admission, since he knew his admission would not obligate him to pay Kanaz. So the Amar's thief who stole and didn't realize he should admit to the theft when he saw Adim coming to testify against him, and then only admitted to shechting the animal after they testified, requiring him to pay Dalvehei was totally confused why a second set of Adim, who then testified that he shechted the animal and were found to be Zomim, 
did not have to pay, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a case where Adam testified that someone stole, and he agreed that he stole and also shechted or sold the animal, but did not steal in front of them. But before two other Adim whom he named, the first pair was exposed as Zomim, and the other Adim later testified to his theft and shechting. The thief pays the principal and the Zomim pay the kefal. Because the thief admitted to their testimony, these witnesses would not be punishable even if they are later found Zomim. The Rabban hold any testimony which you cannot refute through a zama is not valid testimony. So their testimony cannot obligate the thief to pay the additional threefold. Sumchus considers the testimony valid, so he pays the threefold. So once again, the Amarts thief who stole and didn't realize he should admit to the theft when he saw Adam coming to testify against him, and then only admitted to shechting the animal after they testified, requiring him to pay. Dalvehei was totally confused why a second set of Adim, who then testified that he shacked the animal and were found to be Zomim, did not have to pay. All right, so now it's time for four blah hazar. Daf Ainov. So the similar Daf Ainov is a donkey going E-R. So here goes. The donkey driver, donkey driver. That must mean we're on Daf Ainov. E-R. The donkey driver who saw that the thief who stole a sheep had a shliach shacked it on Shabbos, obligating the thief to pay him. Which reminds us, in a Bryce, Rabbi Meir does obligate a thief for shechting on Shabbos, and the Gemara explains that Bryce's case is where he shechts it through another person. The Shlech receives the death penalty, and the thief pays Dalvehei. The Gemara says that the thief should not pay Dalvehei because ain't Shaliyachadvaravera. Rabbi answers that Dalvehei is an exception because the Torah compares selling the animal with shechting it. Just as selling involves another person, the buyer, shechting could also be done through a Shaliyach. So the donkey driver who saw that the thief who stole his sheep had a shliach shechted on Shabbos, obligating the thief to pay him hay, prohibiting the sheep's meat to him and others forever, since it was Meisah Shabbos, and Shabbos is Kodesh, like Hagdish, which reminds us, although a mission teaches that if one shechs on Shabbos, the animal is permitted to eat, the abundant and abrites of all Rabbi Yochanan Sandra, who said about an intentional shechit on Shabbos, it may never be eaten either by him, nor by others. This is because Shabbos is called Kodesh, comparing it to Hektish. Ma Kodesh Asur Bachila, just as Hektish is forbidden in consumption of my Shabbos Asur Bachila, so too the products of a Shabbos violation are forbidden in consumption. So the donkey driver who saw that the thief who stole a sheep had a Shaliyach Shechtan on Shabbos, obligating the thief to pay him Dalvehei, prohibiting the sheep's meat him and others forever, since it was my Shabbos and Shabbos is Kodesh like Hektish was comforted knowing he had at least received five half-cattle from a thief who stole his ox and shacked it and only admitted what he had done to his partner, which reminds us, Rava asked Rav Nachman, Ganav shor shal shnei shutafin utvachu, if one stole an ox of two partners and shacked it, behodel echumehen, and admitted his liability to one of them, exempting himself from paying the knas of Dalvehei to that partner, does he pay Dalvehei of the other partner's share if witnesses later testify to his guilt? Do we say, the Torah said he must pay five cattle, and this implies but not five half cattle. Or do we say that five half cattle are included in the Torah's penalty? He responded that one does not pay five half cattle, but later retracted and said that one does pay five half cattle to that partner. Daf Ein Beis. So the simmer Daf Ein Beis is a thick piece of birthday cake. So here goes. The thief stole the long knife that was meant to cut the thick birthday cake. Thick birthday cake? That must be more on Daf. I am base of the thief stole the long knife that was meant to cut the thick birthday cake to shech the stolen sheep and the azara from beginning to end, which reminds us more discusses whether Enla Shita El Basov or Mithila Adsov regarding doing Shita of Khun in the Azara.
So the thief stole the long knife that was meant to cut the thick birthday cake to shech the stolen sheep in the Azara from beginning to end, while the children played spot the Adim Zomen game, trying to detect whether it was the kids who testified they saw the birthday boy steal, or the kids who testified they saw him do the shechita, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states, Ganabal Pishnaim, if one stole an animal according to the testimony of two Adim, but Tabach Machra Alpian, and he shechted it or sold it according to their testimony, and they were found to be Zomi, meaning other witnesses testified that they were elsewhere at that time, they pay everything, the entire doll behay. If the shechitah sale was established by different adim and all were found zomim, the first pair pays kefal and the second pair pays the remaining threefold for an ox. If only the latter pair was found zomim, the remaining testimony stating that he only stole it, the thief pays kefal and the zomim pay the remaining threefold. So the thief stole the long knife that was meant to cut the thick birthday cake to shech the stolen sheep and the azara from beginning to end, while the children played spot the Adam's Zomin game, trying to detect whether it was the kids who testified they saw the birthday boy steal or the kids who testified they saw him do the shechita. As the kid who was already out as an aid Zomin was told, Lema Freya, who needs so. Which reminds us, Amarim dispute when an aid found to be an aid Zomin is disqualified for subsequent testimonies. Abai says, He's disqualified retroactively from the moment of testimony, and any testimonies afterwards are disqualified, because from the moment he testified, he became a Russia, and the Torah disqualifies a Russia's testimony. Rava says, He's only disqualified from now onward, because the discrediting of an eight Zomim is a novelty, because the contradicting testimony is really two against two. Therefore, what reason do you see to heed these second aiding discrediting the first? Heed the first aiding who testified they were there. Dafayin Gimel. So the simmer Dafayin Gimel is a giant ostrich egg. So here goes. The giant ostrich egg timer. Giant ostrich egg? That must be on Dafayin Gimel egg. The giant ostrich egg timer that was used to determine if the aiding were found to be zoning that a thief shechted a sheep testified tochede dibur of the first testifying that he stole it, which reminds us that more brings the Malchuk about two testimonies given within Toch Dibur, and the second Ada says Huzam. So the giant ostrich egg timer that was used to determine if the Adim were found to be Zomin that a thief shechted a sheep testified Toch Dibur of their first testifying that he stole it, had two settings, Shalmalecha Rebbe Umori, and the shorter Shalmalecha, which reminds us, the more explains that there are two time frames for Toch Dibur. Number one, Kedei She'el is Talmud Rav, enough time for a student to greet a teacher, which is is Shamolecha Rebbe Omori. Rabbi Yossi does not hold this time frame joins two statements into one. And number two, Kadei Shehel is Harav Talmud, enough time for a teacher to greet a student, which is merely Shamolecha. Rabbi Yossi considers this time frame one Dibur. So, the giant ostrich egg timer that was used to determine if the Adim were found to be zoning that a thief shechted a sheep, testified Tochkede Dibur of their first testifying that he stole it, had two settings, Shomolecha Rebbe Amori and the shorter Shomolecha, and had a warning to all Adim inscribed on it that said, Hachasha Tchilas Hazamehi, which reminds us, Rav said that if Adim testified that someone incurred the death penalty and he was found guilty, then they were contradicted by other Adim, rendering their Adus ineffective, and later they were found Zomim, they're killed. Although their Adus was contradicted before they were found Zomim, contradiction is the beginning of Hazama, but the process was not completed. Daf Ein Dalit, so the Simran Daf Ein Dalit is an aid, a witness. So here goes. There was a lot of commotion in the packed basin when a first set of Adim, Adim, that must be Daf Ein Dalit, aid. 
There was a lot of commotion in the packed basin when a first set of eighty were contradicted by a second set, and then accused of being zoning by a third set, which reminds the Gmurbrings of Bryce's case of three sets of witnesses. The first pair testified that a master destroyed the slave's tooth, and then his eye. Then another pair reversed the sequence, reducing the payment, and the first pair is found zoning. The Bryces says they must pay for the eye to the master, even though their testimony was rendered ineffective by the second pair. So there was a lot of commotion in the pact basin when a first set of Adim were contradicted by a second set and then accused of being zoning by a third set, as Adim were contradicted in their testimony about someone getting the death penalty were being led away outside to get Malchus, which reminds us. The Gemara says that Rabbi Yochan and Rabbi Lazar disagree if Adim were contradicted and later found zoning or killed. A proves that holds they're not killed because he said, Witnesses who were contradicted about their testimony about someone's life, meaning that he incurred the death penalty, received lashes. So there was a lot of commotion in the pact based in when a first set of Adim were contradicted by a second set and then accused of being zoning by a third set. As Adim were contradicted in their testimony about someone getting the death penalty, were being led away outside to get Malkus. Past a great rabbi who was told that despite his admitting to blinding his beloved Evid's eye, his Evid does not go free because there are no witnesses. Which reminds us, Gamor brings an incident where Rabbi Gamliel blinded his slave Tevi and was rejoicing greatly because he wished to free this righteous slave, but could not because of the Torah's directive to enslave them forever. Yeshua informed that his admission was ineffective because there were no witnesses. This implies that if witnesses would appear, he would be liable to the fine to free him. Rav Huna responded that Rabbi Gamliel's admission was not in Basin. All right, so now it's time to conclude our pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which daft in is about two testimonies given, Toch Te Dibor, and the second Edus is Huzam? That's on daft. Ein Gimel. Good. Number two. Which stuff do you have a question whether Amodekinas has to pay if his admission does not obligate him to pay anything? That's on Duff. Ein Hey. Good. Number three. Which stuff do you have a case where a first set of Adim were contradicted by a second set and then accused of being zoning by a third set? That's on Duff. Ein Dalad. Good. Number four. Which stuff do you have a thief will be chived all the hay when he has a shliach shek the animal on Shabbos? That's on Duff. Ainov. Good number five. Which daft Malchukas if a thief has to be careful if he admits to a theft when he sees Adam coming? That's on Duff. Ein Hey. Good number six. Which of the one Chachasha Tchilas Hazamehi? That's on Duff. Ein Gimel. Good number seven. Which daft we have of Malchukas if Adas Shiyatayachul Hazima applies to a case where the Adam would not be punished since the thief admitted to their testimony? That's on Duff. Ein Hey. Good number eight. Which daft is whether an eight zoom is disqualified with Mafreya or Makanul Haba? That's on daf. Ein Beis. Good number nine. Which daft in Rabban Gamliel's admission that he blinded his slave Tavi's eye was ineffective because there were no aiding? That's on daf. Ein Dad. Good number ten. Which daft do discuss writing an Urkasa, a power of attorney from a Taltalin? That's on daf. I am excellent. That comes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgold from Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.